The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Welcome, everybody. Can you hear me okay? Okay, great. So people are still kind of coming in and getting settled. It sounds like there's feedback to me. Does this sound all right to you? Okay. Um, I'm wondering if anyone has questions from their practice from last week. Jim? One second. Can you wait for the mic, please? Yeah. In uh, exercising the uh, change of perspective for the out-breath and the Mm -hmm. in-breath, I found that at least at the rate I breathe in and out, um, it's almost like a clash because I would have, I'd be breathing in and trying to orient myself inward Mm -hmm. and then breathing out and loving kindness outward. And the, just the change in context, sudden, you know, back and forth, back and forth, I found disruptive, and I figured I didn't want to slow my breathing artificially. So I ended up just um, breathing for a while, uh, orienting outward, and then just breathing outward, and then switch and concentrate on the inward and the inward. But I don't know if uh, that's a common problem or... A, I've got to figure out something different for me. So you can't do it wrong. It's impossible. As long as you find a way that works for you with your own rhythm, I think that's great. So this whole practice is about experimentation and um, coming up with a way of tuning in to our own rhythm and our own bodies. So I'm offering you things that have worked for me or for other people, but if you want to change them up just like you did, I think that's great. Did you find that that improved your experience a little bit? Great. I think that's the only thing that worked. <laughs> it's the only thing that worked. Okay. Anyone else? Okay. Wait for the mic. Um, while you're, um, I think the last week's class, you mentioned to actually. Sorry. You had mentioned to think of the positive thoughts specifically in the notes as well. So when a thought that comes to you is not positive is the at that point do you turn a thought made that may be negative or just neutral into a positive thought and feeling or at that point do we practice the mindfulness where you try to get the thought out altogether so that's an excellent question thank you um do not try to change a negative feeling to a positive one um, that will um It can be counterproductive over time. It might work in the short term. But the funny thing about trying to change or squish or push things away is that they usually come back stronger later. So your instinct to shift to mindfulness is excellent. And it can be very simple in this practice. Um, We're combining mindfulness and loving kindness as we move through this course. So um, as you turn to it with mindfulness, though, what I would recommend is instead of trying to get rid of a thought, 
which is a little bit more um, the way some people practice concentration, actually, is to simply acknowledge it and let it be. Don't try to shift it or make it go away. Um, But try not to get hooked through the nose by it either. Just kind of let it be there and let it go on its merry way when it's ready to. The art to this meditation isn't like practicing some kind of affirmation where we're covering our experience over with sweetness and light masking tape. Um, We want to acknowledge what's actually there. At the same time, um, they're saying, yes, you're there, and right now I'm focusing on that. So stay with it long enough to acknowledge it and give it space, as long as that needs to be, and then go back to the well-wishing. Does that answer your question? Okay, thank you. One more? Anyone? No? Okay. So welcome back. Um, Is anyone here for the first time in this series? Okay, welcome, first-timers. I'm going to just give a brief review or recap from last week to catch those of you who are new up and to refresh the memory of those of us who are not new. So this is the two-minute version of what took an hour and a half last week. (laughs) So the things we covered are the purposes of loving-kindness, or metta. And um, those purposes in Buddhism, I guess you could boil them down to just three or four things. Historically, loving-kindness has been used as a protection from fear or danger, as an antidote to ill will or anger. Um, Often you see stories, even in the most ancient of the scriptures, about it promoting good relationships or community harmony. And um, it's used as a support in meditation practice for concentration and a support for liberation of the mind and heart. So um, those are the Buddhist purposes. But contemporary psychologists and neurobiologists have caught on to loving-kindness, among other forms of meditation. As, you're, as you might be aware, mindfulness meditation has been studied now for more than 40 years. And in the last five or six years, loving-kindness has been studied as well. And some of the purposes that scientists and clinical researchers have um, applied metta practice to is quite similar to some of the Buddhist purposes. Things like... Um, building positive emotions and the internal resources that come from having positive emotions more frequently. Some of those internal resources are improved sense of life purpose, greater satisfaction, more contentment in our relationships, and um, lessening or calming of self-criticism or anxiety. So all good purposes. It's best to kind of just have those in the back of your mind and not really fix on them. Meditation works better when you're not aiming right at the purpose, but when you kind of like back off a little bit. (laughs) So our goal, if you want to have a goal, this is the West after all, is to grow good intentions. Intentions are more adorable than these emotions anyway. 
Emotions and mind states, they come and go. Intentions can last a lifetime. So think cultivating a bonsai tree versus changing a channel on a television. That's a little bit more like the scale of time. It might not take quite as long as a bonsai tree, but it's more kind of an organic process that you might not notice happening. And then one day you wake up and you're in a situation where you would have been beating yourself up. It's like, oh, I'm being kind. Wow. All right. So the third basic point from last week is um, this gesture that um, this offering and, and appreciating gesture Jim asked a question about. And this is kind of a departure from the way that love is often talked about in our culture. In the, in the West especially, though I think worldwide now, there's this emphasis on the romantic side of falling in love or platonic love. And while that's very nice and beautiful, that's not exactly what we're doing here. This is the idea. The idea in Buddhism is that love is an action. It's actually an intentional action that can be cultivated and grown over time. So we have a choice. And in that choice, we can cultivate an internal attitude or posture of kindness that permeates the way we relate to life. So, nothing wrong with romantic love, but don't confuse it with what we're doing here, please. It will make your life complicated. (laughs) So, um, with that, I think we should just do a short guided meditation. For those people who are new, this is similar to what we did last week. Just as a reminder, the emphasis in loving-kindness meditation is on being comfortable. So unless you're feeling sleepy, take a position that won't hurt your knees or your back. If you need to lie down on the floor, that's fine. If you are feeling sleepy, maybe go more on the side of alertness. Uh, Meditation is always a balance of our heart and body and mind between alertness and relaxation, and the posture really helps reflect that. So start by closing your eyes. And check in with your posture for a moment. Make sure you're comfortable. And then take a moment, perhaps, to check your internal posture. By internal posture, I mean holding yourself in an allowing, gentle way. See if you can make a decision, set an intention to regard your experience with the same kind of respect, patience, tenderness that you might offer a sleeping baby or a beloved friend. it's helpful, you can take a couple of slow, deep breaths into your belly. And exhale. Just let it out. 
releasing any anxieties, any thoughts of what it took to get here. Maybe on the next exhale, really exhale slowly and fully through pursed lips. Gently hugging the belly back towards the backbone. And then release all tension in the belly. And let the air just flow in naturally. After a few of these deep breaths, let go into natural breathing. Just let your life's breath be. Maybe allow the (coughs) forehead and the face to relax. Soften your scalp. Your face and jaw, tongue and cheeks. The neck. Soften your shoulders, chest, back and belly. Relax your arms. Allow the hips to relax. Release any tension you find in your waist or groin or thighs. Allowing the calves and ankles to soften. The feet. The toes. Letting your weight be supported by the floor or chair or cushion. And by the vastness of the earth. Settling your attention on the felt sensations of your body breathing. Breathing in oxygen, nourishment, the sense of appreciation for the breath that sustains us all. Each exhale letting go, offering the out-breath as a gesture of goodwill 
nourishment for the trees and grasses. Settle into a rhythm that feels natural for you, riding the waves of the breath. your mind wanders, there's no need to judge. Just draw your attention back to the moment. Expanding the attention from just the breath to the whole body, especially the surface of your body. Feeling sensations of air or cloth. Noticing your skin like a sheet enclosing your personhood. Sensing into the integrity, vitality, and life there. Breathing in. Drawing in nourishment from all around you. Allowing it to fill and purify every muscle, tissue, cell. Appreciating. Breathing out into the space around your skin. Sensing in to that space, an envelope of your life energy, your own field of vitality and presence. With each outbreath, allowing breath and goodwill to radiate through your whole body, through the skin an offering of aliveness, goodwill. Every now and then, 
let go and settle back. Just be for a little while. Allowing whatever is present. If it feels right, savoring the aliveness of the body, the breath. In the final moments of this meditation, take a moment to check in again with your internal posture. Ask yourself, what is the mood in the mind and heart in this moment? Is there a way to relate kindly to this experience right now? So if you'd like to take a moment to stretch your legs, stand up or wiggle, I'll ring the bell in like a minute or two, but 